0: Hello? welcome to another episode of Masala Zindabad, the podcast that ought to have been a book. This is Amrita from IndieQuil.
1: And this is Beth from Beth Loves Bollywood. Today we're going to take an in-depth look at another of our favorite 70s films, 1979's Kala Pathar by Yash Chopra. For those of you who aren't familiar with the plot of this film that's set in a coal mine against impending disaster, you can read a write-up of the plot on my blog. We wanted to start off by talking about what we both love about this movie and how we came to watch it in the first place and you can imagine that we have pretty different backstories on the film with our very different histories in knowing about Indian movies. I came to it late and I came to it because Shashi Kapoor is in it. <laughs> when I went on my my first big Shashi Kapoor binge a couple of years ago, this one came fairly quickly in it I think because not only is he in it but the rest of the cast is really fantastic also. So I was drawn to it because of him and the first time I watched the film I mainly focused on his character who is the noble minded but also very willing to work mine engineer who is very savvy about the potential disaster in the mine that they're working on <clears throat> and tries to save people from that as well as from other problems that are in the mine like labor unrest and a bully. And I just think those of you who read my site will know that this is one of my favorite Shashi Kapoor characters and performances as well as just a, a really great movie, I think. He just shines in this, in this role that is kind of a goody-goody, but also really not because this, this character is willing to do the work that it takes takes to solve problems and not just sit in an office behind a desk and kind of tell people what to do or or have ideas about what should be done. He actually does it.
0: This is my favorite Yash Chopra movie period. It's got everything. It's got good writing. I know everybody loves Divar and they think that's a better movie but to me Kalapathar is entertaining. It has people who are not cardboard cutouts. It has some really great performances. This was the movie that I always hoped was on the television when I came back home from school. I thought it was fabulous. I thought it was... The cast was just right. Shashi, as you said, was just perfect as this sort of sunny, even-tempered, deeply idealistic, white-collar worker. And Parveen Babi as his girlfriend who's equally idealistic.
1: Yeah. So she's a journalist, and she's come to profile the mine. I think her father is friends with the mine owner, played by Prem mm-hmm. Chopra. And so she's kind of got this family in, but that's not at all affecting what she writes. She writes what she sees. So I love that we have an idealistic, professional woman doing her job in the setting, also of being involved in a romance, of course. It's really she's really great and she she's not afraid to say what she to report the facts and to say what she thinks so she talks about how the mind should be nationalized and not in the hands of greedy little scums like Prem <laughs> Chopra <laughs>
0: and she says it's because she's a patriot and then there's I'm not a big fan of Shatrugan Sinha unlike Beth I'm aware yeah. but I must say that he was just absolutely fabulous in this movie you know as the grandiose criminal who's sort of an escape artist and he's, he's a daredevil and, and he's He's willing to do whatever it takes to save his skin and yet he has this sort of unwilling bent towards nobility, and he finds redemption in the most unexpected of ways at the end of it. I thought it was a really lovely arc. It is
1: a really lovely arc. This was the first movie I saw him in, and whenever I see him subsequently, I want him (laughs) to be this character again, (laughs) and I'm looking for it. Upon rewatching this movie yesterday, I was realizing he actually saves the life of at least three people Mm -hmm. in the film, including one that he's not at all connected to whatsoever, who just, he's in the right place at the right time and is observant, whereas other people are not paying attention to what. What's going on that's endangering this person? I thought that was a really nice touch. And we, the film sets him up as being not only really arrogant, but he's a murderer. Mm-hmm. He's not just a thief or something like that. He's actually taken lives. So he really does find this eye for an eye kind of redemption throughout the arc of the film. It is really good.
0: Then there is Neetu Singh, who is a really interesting character. I mean, she's this lower class woman who is possibly an orphan, who has to fend for herself and who has dreams of her own. And she wants to start a shop. She's willing to go out there and do it with her own two hands. And she finds, I think, some family structure among the other business
1: people of the mining Mm -hmm. colony. So she's... She's kind of a, a daughter figure to the what it's to the hotel owner I think or the mm-hmm. restaurant owner in particular and turns to them for emotional comfort sometimes as well as a sort of homey feel but yeah she's going to go start a business on her own there's nobody there to hand it to her or set it up for her and she's just she's going to go do it and she I think this probably is true of other female characters in other films that sometimes she takes the individual act to a level that turns out to endanger her although that's not actually her fault it's the fault of the creepy <laughs> people endangering her but she's she's no weakling and she. she She has a lot of patter, you know, she's got this shtick about how she's going to sell she sells dreams, she doesn't sell jewelry, she sells these magic that she says will help you control your fate and we see a few people buying them, not everybody buys it for sure but that's a nice little window into letting the other characters discuss what they think about fate.
0: It's such a great line when she says that the coal mines, you know, Chopra does this really good job of portraying the coal mines as this place where hope basically goes to die it's a place that Vijay chooses Amitabh Bachchan's character to go to when he feels that he doesn't have anything to live for anymore, that his every hope has been crushed and, you know, his life has been destroyed. Where does he go? He goes deep under the earth into the coal mine and into the blackness. blackness. And it's all these people who are working for less than a minimum wage, who are endangering their lives every day, every moment for a pittance. And she comes there and she's showing them an illusion in order to fund her own dream which suggests uh, a certain ruthlessness, which is fascinating. That's true, and very unusual in a Bollywood heroine.
1: And she peddles dreams just like the filmmakers that yep, we all yeah. love to watch peddle dreams too. I think you you hear all that language about how Bollywood movies are escapist and people need these kind of things in a in a pretty harsh real world. And she does that exact same kind of thing, but like the filmmakers takes advantage of our <laughs> willingness to pay
0: for them. Most movies, especially today, as I keep ranting on and on. So excuse me if you heard this before but in movies today especially it, you'd be happy to find just one character like that but the best part about this movie is that they're all characters like that because they've all even though this is such a male-centric movie all the women characters have ideas and motivations of their own
1: the male and leads too are all complex characters nobody's just a one mm-hmm. note kind of oh that's the person who is sad oh that's the person who suffered great loss in the past oh that's the that's the orphan, they're all a little more complicated than that, which which makes their
0: interactions even more interesting mm-hmm. as well. I think Shashi is perhaps the most straightforward character of the lot. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Parveen as well, but, you know, at least Parveen has that sense of rebellion about her, you know. She's, she's a true. woman of the new age, and she's rebelling against yeah. privilege and class in ways that are infuriating to Prem Chopra, who thinks because she's, as you said, the daughter of an old friend, the only reason he allows her to come on to his terrible coal mine is because he doesn't dream that the daughter of his old friend would object or write something that's right. unflattering. She couldn't possibly pose yeah. a threat to him but then she, she does. really does.
1: We also have to talk about Rocky's character, the doctor who comes to the mine. We see her arriving at the mine to be the new doctor and uh, Sanjeev Kumar is the doctor who's departing before her and he tells her you'll never really get anything done at this place and she is determined to serve where she is needed most and we were talking about In preparation for this about the need for doctors in rural areas in both of our countries and how she represents this very necessary sacrifice. Although I don't think she sees it as a sacrifice. She talks about losing her father because there was no doctor in her village. And so she's determined to not have that happen to other people. So she's, you know, digging in her heels and going to do the hard work of being a female doctor in a mostly male population and dealing with nasty injuries Mm -hmm. and all sorts of grime and dirt and dangerous gases and all sorts of things like that. And she gets there, and she stays, and she becomes part of the fabric of the place.
0: Ha ha Sanjeev Kumar. That relationship that Rakhi, not just her backstory, but the fact that she's such a strong woman. I mean, Parveen is very girlish. She's definitely the child of privilege. She comes across as very girlish. And
1: And do you notice how clean she is all the time in the movie? I mean, it makes sense that the doctor needs to be clean and tidy, but Parveen has her shiny long hair and her pink lip gloss, even she's working at a coal
0: pit. <laughs> she's definitely a butterfly. Yeah. Neetu on the other hand has that ridiculous tan.
1: She's orange.
0: <laughs> and the first time I saw her I was just like are you serious because even if Neetu sing I mean if you baked Nitu sing she wouldn't part that color. Raki is you know she's very much a Florence Nightingale fi- figure. Yeah. She has the clean white sari the very few accessories a sort of purity about her but also that entire romance between Amita and Rocky in this movie. I really think I've come to prefer the Amitabh-Rocky pair above all the other ones that he's had over his career. There's something about these two people that really react well. They're both very grown up. They both have a certain gravitas to themselves.
1: I think gravitas is exactly the right word for both of them, particularly in this film, because they're both these characters with sadness in their past, Mm -hmm. but they're able to open up to each other a little bit. On the tub, anyway, has very clearly not been able to tell anyone else in his new circumstances, his past, what makes him so upset all the time, although they all observe it, and they observe the effects of it, which is that he has kind of a short temper and is covered in
0: grime all the time. Yeah,
1: <laughs> sweat and grime all the time and is kind of a self-appointed watchman of moral watchman of this of this community, because the, the establishment is clearly not going to do it. But she And then she also has this, her sadness is much more quiet and much more determined i think and they they make a very it's a very sensible pair also like it seems like those two people should be drawn together they're both caretakers in their own way but neither of them needs to be particularly splashy or self-serving about it whereas Parveen and shashi are both you know they both want to do good as well but they're much more kind of sunny and and chipper and crowd-oriented. Actually, about it. I
0: never thought of it before until you just mentioned it. But Rocky and Amitabh really do have a black and white yin and yang feel to them. You know what we were just saying a little while ago about Rocky being pristine, and there's Amitabh yeah. completely grimy. You're right. She's just so clean and and pure white, and there he is covered in suit. He comes to the coal mine to forget his past and to become a different person, whereas She comes to the mine because of her past, but to utilize her past.
1: They fit together so well. I mean, even just their story is really, really rich, but we've got all these other stories in here too.
0: So yeah, I really, really love this movie.
1: I'm I'm just sitting here with my mouth open like we've talked about this movie before over the years you and I and we're still digging out these new things and like that's what makes it a classic is that you can come back and find new things in it and to to follow off our our interviews with Greta recently there are a lot of that guys in this film Mark Mohan is in here as a card shark and just a couple other people like that that you'll recognize
0: for sure Uh, a very noble card shark what they really do well in this (laughs) movie is I've seen this before in like mostly Hollywood movies set in the second world war which is interesting to me I might be wrong but this is how I remember it there's this trope about men who are not very heroic or men who are scoundrels in their real life and then they find themselves in a really bad situation and suddenly the inner nobility comes out and they're doing things that even they didn't think that they would be able to do and this mm-hmm. entire mm-hmm. movie is based upon characters like that and- except for Shashi <laughs> right who just kind of always does the right thing no matter what <laughs> he's the knight in shining armor and his armor never does. Well, and he's,
1: he's been set up to be adept at dealing with different kinds of danger. So he has the practical <laughs> knowledge because he's the engineer and he's supposed to think about the big picture. But he's also, I mean, he use, he fights. So he's perfectly willing to get in the middle of confrontation and physically break it up if he needs to. So he's got kind of the mental and the physical things. Whereas you've got these other guys who we don't see them having as many different talents or whatever, but we see them definitely, yeah, they, they all answer the call to do the thing for the greater good and they all Talk- do about
0: confrontations. We were going to talk about the tea confrontation scene which is <laughs> awesome. The the fact that people are fighting over <laughs> tea is just amazing <laughs> to me. But yeah, there's this scene, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, Amitabh and Shatrugan basically have a, a dick measuring contest over a cup of tea. <laughs>
1: That's exactly what I was going to call it. Thank you. And they have to sit on opposite sides of the room. That's how big we're
0: talking about. <laughs> Shashi, our sunny little knight comes walking in and sort of cools the whole thing down by staking claim to the tea himself which is hilarious yeah. because he's tiny compared to these two bullies.
1: <laughs> and it's ca- Pulls rank too, which I think is funny because you know they're just miners and he's the engineer. So he comes in, he's like, "Oh, give the tea to me because I haven't had any today." And he slurps down the tea. He's like, "Oh, this is so good!" And then he puts it down on the table and he puts down his money. And then he calls one of them to go to his office with him. So like he he not only pauses the confrontation, he actually removes one of the players so that you know that it cannot continue right at that point. And what I one of the things I like about that scene well, two one is the background music in it is really good right there. And the second is this poor tea stall guy is completely trapped <laughs> in this confrontation that has nothing to do with him and like the miners are pretty lowly but he's even more lowly than they are I think and I really liked that a side effect of solving the confront or you know removing the confrontation at that moment is that this guy gets to be out of it also because it you know it doesn't involve him and <laughs> it's just this poor guy stuck <laughs> these two swaggering angry guys and I like that he gets to be safe <laughs> at least for
0: the meantime. Now one of the things that we were going to talk about is you were talking earlier Beth about the need for rural doctors and how raki makes a big statement about it which is something that this movie does consistently it's got a social conscience like most Salim javed scripts and it's not shy about making it felt i always thought of this as a as a movie about unionization and about um safety in the workplace and stuff like that but One of the things that we noticed about this movie is that all the heroes, or at least the people who are good from the get-go and get a happy ending, are all white-collar people or upper-class people. Shashi and Parveen, as we've said, are definitely our shining couple, the exceedingly noble, shiny bright idealistic couple with with a good education and a privileged yep. background who don't yeah. seem as though or not there's nothing to suggest that anything bad ever happened to either one of them no and, they seem to have had it really especially easy. as compared to the rest of the people in this movie who have all gone through some really terrible shit and then there is Raki and Amitabh. Amitabh is a coal miner and he's sort of the de facto leader who is hiding a very privileged past. In his flashback he suggests that he comes from a long line of military heroes heroes or heroic merchant marine men. I don't know which one of the two but basically people who have been doing pretty well for themselves and he's definitely Mm -hmm. had the benefits of a good education and he's seen the world a little bit and he shares the same taste in literature as the doctor
1: oh that's right there's that great scene of he's waiting for her to get something from her office and he picks up mm-hmm. one of her books and is actually reading it
0: but all of them are basically people from you know it's this idea of bringing about a change in this backwater of humanity in this benighted location but the people who are bringing it about are not the common people precisely because the common people would be people like chaturgan sinha and Nithu, who basically Basically become heroic by reaction rather than by inclination as compared to the Mm -hmm. other two couples. Mm -hmm. I also think it's interesting that nobody leaves the town.
1: Nobody leaves the coal mining colony except the bad guy (laughs) who is basically chased out at the end. So it's this Amitabh's character even says at one point that hope dies here or something like that. We were talking about that earlier. But it seems that people also, (laughs) once they're here, don't go anywhere. But And maybe that's not the worst thing in the world because you can see like the doctor is making things better he's making things better the engineer and the journalist are improving things but the uh, it's kind of a closed community which is interesting there's no, no one really talks about dreaming beyond this place and this time because even Nitu who talks about what she wants to do she wants to open up a shop in the colony <laughs> like she doesn't want to go anywhere else I mean you can imagine that the engineer could stay there forever and so could the doctor so could Amitabh's character as a different kind of position although I don't know about the journalist she might have to find something else to do but <laughs>
0: she'll start a um, newspaper in the town
1: there we go she can teach kids to read and stuff like that so i don't know it's a really it's a really closed which is
0: actually kind of true to life i think for coal mining towns at least as far as i'm aware through literature or through movies i don't think i've ever actually been to a coal mining town but they seem pretty insular and well charles bronson he basically describes Working, I think he made something like a dollar a ton or something. Like it was ridiculous amounts of money. Mm. And his entire family were coal miners, as was everybody he knew. And people didn't last long because the dust got into your lungs. You had health problems. When he was given the choice to go back after the war, he said no thanks. And he went off to New York to become an actor because not because he thought he could act, but because it sounded like something that was as far away as he could get. That's kind of like what I know about coal mining towns and stuff like that. But I do think that this movie is true to life in that sense of isolation and this feeling that they're the only people left on the planet.
1: Oh, there is that feeling, yeah.
0: But there are other things that are kind of what the hell is going on here, which is like what you brought up, Beth, about the how uh, <laughs> your mother brought up. <laughs> so I made my parents
1: watch this movie with me yesterday, and they both liked it. And my mom is from a town that had a lot of railroad industry in it, so she's kind of interested in industry stories. And she was just going on and on about how it's so ridiculous that there's only one elevator in the in the coal pits, and it only takes up four people at a time, even though they keep saying there are 300 to 50 to 400 hundred coal miners on a shift so that doesn't make any sense and that there are no stairs and you know she was going on about how this would be you know is completely ridiculous and asking me you know did I know if this is how Indian (laughs) coal mines were and you know even for a movie is kind of gritty and kind of has this touch of reality about it much more than we might expect that there are some glaring oversights that actually do impact on the plot quite a bit because if there had been more than one elevator a lot of the bad things that happened in this movie wouldn't have happened or at least they would have had to do some creative writing to disable some of those (laughs) elevators (laughs) and things like that anyway or like the idea that there's only one person who's willing to go in and look for bodies when there's a problem like the movie opens with an explosion basically and one of the is it an explosion something bad happens in one of the pits right away and the only person who will go down and look for survivors is Amitabh Bachchan's character and that also seems highly unrealistic to me that there wouldn't be a lot more people who were willing to go look for their friends and their
0: colleagues so Beth you were talking about some of the other themes that you saw
1: right so yeah to me and on subsequent rewatches of this movie it seems like you could interpret it as an environmentalist picture because you have this very grave hubris of humans against nature that the film makes perfectly clear that the humans are aware of from the get-go we have Prem Chopra's right-hand man who's another of those that guys whose name I can't remember who is an engineer and he says to him in the beginning of the film if we continue to dig tunnel number four we're going to run against there's a huge bunch of water back there and we're going to risk a flood and we'll lose the lives of the 400 workers who are down there and Prem Chopra says but how much Money would we lose on the coal that we won't be getting if we stop work? And he says, you know, four million rupees or something. And he says, ah, that's, you know, that's worth more to me than these 400 lives. You just go ahead and if anything bad happens, I'll handle it. And of course, something bad does happen and he doesn't handle it <laughs> whatsoever. But so you get a sense that humans are just very blithe about how they're going to treat nature and forces it, forces that it controls. So there's that aspect. And then there's just this, you know, the force of the water that's in the film. We have, you brought up the point of Amitabh Bachchan's character having lost his moral character in water and he has to regain mm-hmm. it through mm-hmm. water in the end of this of this movie which I thought was really powerful and you know as someone raised in a loosely Judeo-Christian kind of culture the idea of a cleansing flood is very common so if this movie had been made in the West there would be a lot you could read into the whole idea of a flood coming to wipe clean the mistakes that have been made and to start over and you brought <laughs> you were reminding me that that happens in um, sucham Shivam Sundaram as well. <laughs> but I was just kind of wondering what, uh, what water means and whether there's any kind of reference to the cleansing flood because clearly things in this in this mining colony are going to be a lot better once the flood comes and once people are finally willing to deal with the realities of what's in the mine. But there's another theme for you, right? Having to face what's actually underneath that we don't, that we aren't willing to look at very well, that's often. that's so. true. But even if it doesn't have a scriptural kind of reference, water is an everyday yeah. piece of life for everybody on the planet, whether you have enough of it or not, it's something that you deal with and we can all recognize how dangerous water can be and just the idea of something being unleashed that we can't control and we can't see it mm-hmm. either. I mean, that's, you know, that's a pretty basic human fear, I think.
0: Even though I brought up the whole Satyam Shivam Sundaram thing, I think in that movie, it was a lot more literal. It's literally her tears are flooding this land where yeah. she has been wronged. And she gets to be wet. <laughs> and that's important. But in this movie, it's definitely a destructive force. It's is this big rush of punishing water that sweeps men off their feet. And it's your worst nightmare, come Come to life. And yeah, really my is. point about Amitabh was basically that, you know, he had to, when he saw his worst nightmare as a sea captain come to life, he folded and followed his friends onto the lifeboats. But in the mine, he has a chance of a do over and he sees this chance to, you know, he's come all the way onto land and tried to burrow under the earth and the water still seeks him out. And he needs to somehow make his peace with it and do his duty this time around rather than turning tail as he did last time. Which, yeah. can we digress for a second and mention the fact that we yeah. don't actually understand what the whole deal with his court-martial is?
1: Yeah, we have to accept that he's got this extremely dramatic, or this this thing that has traumatized him so much in his past and has traumatized his uh, his family as well who turn against him. But then we watch it and we just think, I don't <laughs> quite understand why that was so <laughs> awful that you would crisscross the country looking for a place to... To bury your pain, but. because he didn't lose any. He's not responsible for any deaths. No, right? <laughs> Just the issue of pride, basically. Or I mean. I understand that there's a lot about duty that I don't understand in Indian cultural references. So I, you know, I know there's more to be this said about that. This isn't really
0: I'm a saying. cultural thing. <laughs> this is this is the Merchant Marines. I understand that in Lord Jim, which is a novel that neither Beth nor I have read, apparently the charge is of desertion when Jim and the rest of the crew on the ship abandon it and the passengers on board who are Muslims from I think India on the way to to Mecca on pilgrimage. And they abandon the entire ship with the passengers on board and leave. And then later on, they're saved, but so is the ship, which they didn't expect. And so that makes sense why Jim would be guilty or the fact that he was kicked out of the Navy. But in this case, all the passengers are alive again, and
1: the ship doesn't sink because when he's out there on the life raft, he sees the ship. He says, "That's our ship." Unless I mean again subtitles, but I mean that's what it says. He says he definitely abandoned his post. I don't think there's. Any question about that, but that the consequences of that are in fact um nil. <laughs> so
0: if any of you out there are in the merchant marines or know exactly how things work, then uh please do tell us what is the drama about, because we don't we can't actually make sense of the central event in Vijay's life. But anyway, going back to the environmental factor, Shatrugan is a murderer and a con and a ruthless one, and by choosing to stay behind and give up his life, he's
1: a murderer. There's there's a disaster. Did you think he was going to get out of mine alive? I don't think he
0: did. (laughs) That act, that act that he does of sacrificing his life for others, it basically it's kind of like the Ganga washing you clean of your sin.
1: I also wanted to talk a little bit about the fact that this is coal. We've seen in other Yash Chopra movies that he has he has a real or he finds a lot of meaning in land and having suffered through partition as he did and and things like that, that you can understand why that's meaningful to him. So here we have here we have people dealing with the earth in a totally different way. It's not that they want to go to a particular place or that they're calling a place their mother or any of that kind of imagery that we're used to. But here we have people who are, you know, toiling away underground and that are that they are imperiled by the fact that they're underground. And I I can see how he would maybe want to play with some of those ideas. It's just a different way to handle geology as a Mm -hmm. character in his film, in his films that I don't, we were talking briefly about the earthquake that's in the beginning of Vought and you know that's another example of him playing with the earth a little bit but I don't know if there's anything to be made of that
0: Basically the overwhelming thing about this movie is just that it's such good screenwriting it's a really great script.
1: It really is fair to all the characters, everything in it well with the exception of the uh, elevators makes sense, like there's not a lot of why did they have it work that way and that there's, there's so much meaning to be found in pretty much every detail that we can think of like this isn't something that was just put together Mm -hmm. because this character needs to do that or that star needs to be portrayed in that way or we need a song now well with one exception I think Shashi's entrance song is just absolutely (laughs) terrible but the the script itself is is really careful and really well
0: crafted
1: Mm -hmm. I like that it's not like they gave everybody a happy ending either. they didn't at all and there's one person in particular who doesn't get a happy ending for whom I was really sad the first time I saw it because I thought they'd find a way for things to work out for that person and they didn't.
0: I mean this is <laughs> one of the reasons why we love the 70s so much because it had people who knew how to write, who knew how to use points of reference for their movies and still make yeah. it entertaining. I mean everyone yeah. likes to make fun of the 3R masala Bollywood movie but basically you know if you Cut out the songs in it and transplanted it to Hollywood or something. It would still be a really great movie, and people would still talk, talk about yeah, I it. I think so. so. But even with the songs and stuff, they never lose sight of the fact. I was telling Beth a little while ago that it's that some screenwriters have this ability to never lose sight of the fact that cinema is entertainment, while simultaneously being able to introduce real points of view and issues and things that they care about into the scripts as well not everybody can do it but that's not to say that not everybody should try
1: and it could have been such a preaching thinking about all the different little lessons or hey audience you should think about this kind of moments there are in it but they don't they don't add up into anything that makes you feel you've been lectured or that that have distracted from the storytelling in any way but they're really they're really well integrated they make sense for the people who bring them up like it it just all fits together so well that certain people would represent certain ideas or societal needs or whatever it may happen to be, but there's no cheesiness about it and there's no heavy-handedness about it, I don't know. No, think.
0: and they they were able to fit in so many different storylines into one movie and they did it so well. Yeah. I mean, there are three couples, each of them with a convincing love story and all mm-hmm. six of those people have motivations of their own. Then there is the villain who... He, He's fairly cartoonish.
1: Oh yeah, he all but cackles and runs his <laughs> fingers together like Mr. Yeah. Burns. I mean, he really is. He really is Mr. Burns. He's also not in it a whole lot though. So that doesn't, I mean, he may be kind of the most weakly written character, but it doesn't take away too much because he's not on screen.
0: But he also gets in between being that stereotypical evil person. He also gets a chance to say certain things. He's not in his counting house counting all his money. Or Then there are the miners, and you get a real sense of who these people are and their idiosyncrasies and what their lives are like and how they interact with each other. And there's that young bride, there's the truck driver, there's the father, mm-hmm. there's the tea stall owner, the troublemakers, yeah. the the card shop. They're all these people and everything comes together.
1: I'm just kind of sitting here stunned at how good this movie is and how much more I have to say about
0: it. So, Kala <laughs> Patkar. Watch it right now.